The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome back to Tomahawk. And more importantly, welcome back to First Fucking Place. Dad is home. I prefer you say daddy. Daddy is home. Yeah. The Braves, as of this morning, are tied for first place in the National League East with the New York Mets. On June 1st, they were 10 and a half games back. We have since played, I believe, at like 116 win pace. 117. Yeah. Yep. And closed the entire fucking gap. Wow, by the way, the Mets have played 600 ball. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, um, there's a, a post on ESPN written by, it was a conglomerate post, so you know how they'll do kind of a subject with six questions they'll ask their various writers and contributors and everybody kind of weighs in. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is the most likely World Series matchup bifurcated between AL and NL. Only one, team, only one person voted for the Braves to make it to the Series. Five for the Mets, nine for the Dodgers. Um, and then down the list, you see NL MVP. Goldschmidt is by far and away the favorite there, which uh, that makes sense. I think um, he deserves it. Yeah, Aaron Otto is on there, and then Mookie Betts. No, no Austin Riley. No well, Austin Riley why, again. Why would you have him? Uh, Cy Young, uh, even though he had a bad outing yesterday, Kyle Wright is the fucking Major League Baseball leader and wins, mm-hmm. and he's got like a 270 ERA. Yeah. Not even on the fucking list. Um and then you go down to which teams will win the divisions. Will the Braves or Mets win the NL East? 15 people voted that the Mets would win. Two voted that the Braves would win. Sick. It, there's no doubt in my mind that the Braves will win this division. Like They, it, they have the, the chutzpah, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And the Mets are the fucking Mets. <laughs> I love Ben Verlander. He's a very dear friend of mine. But he posted a... Uh, a clip from his show Flipping Bats on Fox the other day. Um, and I can't, I really hope that the Braves play the Astros in the World Series again. So, because we'll meet up in Houston and I'm just going to slap him right in the face. <laughs> he was like, This is not the same old Mets, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And look, to you, like you said before, they, they have been playing decent baseball. I mean, 600, they're on a, I think they're on a 98 win pace, but not good enough, right? Yeah. And it's, uh, if you look at their splits, um, it's it's they're not even their offense is anemic, and that's what we said a lot uh, over the course of the year. They they go through hot and cold streaks, and they rely on ball and play luck. Essentially, they they rely on dink and dunk rallies, which is like you know next year that might actually be effective when there's no mm-hmm. when there's no shift. The shift is limited, but, and the shift. 
that there's a reason everybody's focused on launch angle right now. And it's because hitting ground balls are, that means you're out. Yeah. Most of the time it's there, there's a diminishing return on that, on that strategy. So this is the same old Mets and they've had some bad news today as well. Um, Max Scherzer just got put on the 15 day injured list um, because of fatigue, I believe in his left side. Yeah. Which is eerily similar to the thing that, you know, when he, when they brought him back on short rest after a relief appearance last year, the most unnecessary relief yeah. appearance. And he had a totally dead arm. Um, Taiwan Walker is day to day. He's, he's banged up and he's not been pitching. Well, Carrasco has not been pitching well. So they've got DeGrom, maybe Scherzer and Bassett. They were really depending on having all three of those guys, if not four pitching elite level to make it through the playoffs. Yeah. Well, and that's probably why they are resting Scherzer right now. I think so. The, the uh, Astros are doing the same thing with Verlander right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's injured. I think they're just giving him rest. Well, the Astros also have like a 12 game lead in their division. Yeah. Uh, and another thing, I don't know if you saw last night, Starlin Marte got hit on the hand with a pitch. Seems like it's a broken hand. They haven't talked about what the x-rays have shown. That sucks. I really like Starlin Marte. He's on my fantasy team. He's a great we're, player. We're in the playoffs right now for He's that. He's had that injury before, though. I think he had a metacarpal break a couple of years ago. Yeah. That cost him like the last Dude, third of the season. Dude, no, nothing drives me more insane than a player getting injured on a hit by pitch. Yeah, it sucks. Happened to Freddie a couple of years ago. Happened to Jason Hayward a couple of years before that for the Braves. And then... um what happened to Harper this year, now probably Starling Marte this year. I think it was actually last year because he played 64 games for Miami before being traded to Oakland and playing 56. So what is that, 120 games? He missed 42 games. That year. Yeah. I think it was the last third of last season he missed. Actually, Fucking sucks, man. He's a good player. And he adds, he plays great defense. Um, Speed, power. Yeah, he hits for average. He's got a little pop in his bat. You know, he's going to pop you 15 or 20 home runs, but he steals, you know, probably 25 to 30. Smart base runner. He's a good, he's always a fucking a value add to any team he's on. It sucks he's, that he's probably going to miss the rest of the year if his hand's broken. I mean, they're being really kind of like sketchy hush-hush with it. It's, in, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Marte is... Looking like he might. And he's probably been maybe the, the steadiest bat in their lineup. Alonzo's been slug, uh, slumping lately. Um, Lindor's been good, too. But, I mean, like, Marte, from what I was reading from the Mets fans last night, they were like, fuck, that guy, he was, like, kind of the steadiest bat in the lineup throughout the year. So that is that is pretty big bummer. Um, Lindor has looked pretty good. Um, Lindor's, like, having his best offensive year in, in like, five years. Yeah. Well, power and RBI wise, his average is down to two sixty five, but Yeah. Um and then, you know, Vogelbach who came over and did pretty well. Hit a couple for, homers right off the bat. Yeah, but he's hitting over the last thirty days he's hitting one eighty six. Uh over the last fifteen days he's hitting oh fifty. He's one for his last twenty. Yeah. Um and that's kind of what I expect out of that guy. I mean that's he's just a big fat guy from the Pirates. Yeah. It was not yeah, I thought that was a bizarre move when they did it. It looks even more bizarre now. This, I will say, though, I know you are... If you remember on Monday Morning Recap last year, Ross asked us in, like, August or something, shortly after the trade deadline, the Braves were in second, and he was like, who do you think is going to win the division? And me and you were both hands down like the Braves. Mm-hmm. The Braves. It's From here out, with after the moves he made with Solaire, Peterson, all that, blah, 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 the Braves, 100%. I'm... 
And you're the, basically there now as well? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we'll, we'll see with the, uh, the, the only downside I see for the Braves right now, they're going to San Francisco and to, to Seattle, then to San Francisco after they leave Oakland. Those are just, um, the Braves actually play really well in San Francisco, so I'm not terribly worried about that. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, though, is kind of on the cusp, so they're going to be playing hard still, maybe. By yeah. then. It depends on how their next series go. If they like get swept over the next three or four days, we might see a different uh, uh, San Francisco team. But we have their four and five in the rotation for the first two games, and yeah. then we have Radon, so probably going to win both of those games to be honest because we're throw, we're throwing right and strider in those two games a little so more a little more worried about at seattle because seattle's in the is a playoff team and they're trying to make their yeah. first playoff se- series since like 2001 or something like that yeah, and we're going uh fortunately we only catch uh robbie ray in the tough part of their rotation then we have kirby and gonzalez i'm not worried about those guys do we don't catch castillo no that's no so we're pretty fortunate they're pretty fortunate in the san francisco series the guys seem pretty locked in um, the one that worries me is Philly, the two, the seven games against Philly. Not that I'm necessarily worried about them, just that they're going to be playing their asses off. Right. Because San Diego is in a fucking free fall, just like they did last year. God, it's Philly, unbelievable. Yeah, Philly's probably going to get that spot. So those are going to be seven extremely competitive games. And Harper's back. And then right, yeah, Harper's back. And then right after, the, the good news is, after that second Philly series, uh, which bookends the two Philly series bookends uh, the Nationals at home, which are just free, those are those should be free wins, and then uh, there's at the Nationals after that series and at Miami to close out with the Mets in between there. So, right, you know it's not like we have back to back series after series that's super tough. It kind of flip flops between good and good and bad, which yeah. is nice for us. Uh, one one thing I I think though with this year as compared to last year, this to me is a lot more akin. This year's NL East is like last year's NL West. These are two like elite teams that are going to, I mean, this is going to be down to the wire. Someone's going to have to win like 104 games to win this division. Uh, yeah, this is 1992. Yeah. 1993 rather. And the AL West and NL West. It was still the West. It was the NL West. Yeah. 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 God, so stupid. How the fuck were the Braves in the West? The NL West between the uh, Giants and the Braves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, the, I, I don't think the Giants. Well, shit, they, they really free-fell the last... They're pretty much out of it. The last week and a half. Yeah, they're done. There's no way. Even in the... Let's see in the wild card here. They are... Oof. Yeah, they're eight and a half game. Man, they really sucked this It's really week. just the Brewers and Padres fighting over that last spot. Yeah. The Phillies are definitely going to be in unless they fucking... Well, it depends on how they play us, I guess. But I, So they're, the, the Phillies are tied with the Padres right now. So the Brewers can still make noise. I mean, the Brewers they have the they have the rotation right. Like they're not a, they've basically just been playing like shit, probably worse than they should. So the Brewers are still a threat, but after that, it's done. the the uh, The Braves and Mets are in the playoffs for sure. There is no fucking way that both of those teams are missing the playoffs. No, Either of those teams are missing the yeah, playoffs. They, they can't. They, I think uh, they could go. They could lose seventy percent of their games. Oh yeah, here on out and still make the playoffs. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's the Mets have lost three in a row to the Pirates and Nats. Uh, they're playing right now. They are up they're one up nothing one, on the Pirates right now. Yeah, they're up one zero. Um, Bryce Wilson is pitching. 
former Brave uh, for the for the Pirates. He actually looks decent today, but you know he's probably going to give up five runs. That's kind of how it goes with him. Yeah. Uh, and then Bassett is pitching, and he's been pretty good. Um, so they're probably going to lose. Or yeah, the Mets will probably win this game. But we again, you know, they have a doubleheader today. So in all likelihood, so the Braves should win against Oakland today. We have Strider going in the day game at like two thirty. Mm-hmm. But the Mets, they have a doubleheader, so they play the Pirates this evening as well. Yep. Chances are, by the end of the day, the the Mets are back up a half game. Yeah, if not a game and a half, if the Braves happen to lose, which right. I, I seriously doubt. I mean, although last night's game, I. <laughs> I turned that off at nine to nine because it was like ten thirty, and I was like, I I can't do this today. Uh, like I, I'm just gonna go to bed. I watched the entire game. I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, the guys that came in, what like when Jansen came in, a guy who throws, who doesn't throw sinkers, he actually was pretty effective. Yeah, and Chavez, who doesn't rely on sinkers but relies relies on stuff sliding out of the zone and stuff, he was pretty effective. I I think everybody's sinker was flat last night. Yeah, everybody's changeup was flat last night, and that you, Kyle Wright can't pitch like that. You know what I mean? No. Kyle Wright with a sinker, a flat sinker, and changeup is basically Ian Anderson all year. You know yeah. what I mean? So I like it just turned into a softball game, and then Dylan Lee came in and he throws the same way. He throws he's a lefty that throws a fucking ninety two mile per hour sinker, right? And it just hangs up and. Some fucking AAA Oakland player yeah, hits it, just it out. Gets fucking crushed. Um, but that was a wild game. By the way, love that Jesse Chavez is back. Yeah, so he was part of the trade that brought Iglesias over. Then he was so bad at Los Angeles that the Angels released him. It kind of feels like um, when what's his name? Um, fuck, who's the guy from from the uh, Buccaneers who took his jersey off and threw it away and? Oh, Antonio, uh, Antonio Brown. Brown. Yeah, like, remember, remember when he went to the Raiders and he acted so crazy that they released him that he went to the Patriots? Yes. I was like, mm, that may have been on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of felt intentional, but I don't think Chavez did that. But he, Chavez has thrown three scoreless innings so far for the Braves. There's just something about a Braves uniform that that guy, uh, Yeah, I don't know. But I love that he's back. Our bull, I think that makes our bullpen even better than it already was. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about that more in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fascinating race from here on out. We're all tied up. More or less, probably the Mets up a half game by the end of the day, um, or the Braves up a half game if the Mets choke away one of these two against the Pirates. You never know. Um, but yeah, I, it it's happened later than I thought it would because credit to the Mets for still playing very well. But man, the fucking Braves are they're on another planet right now. Yeah. They did, and it's crazy because since we're in such a tight race, it do, almost doesn't feel like it because every loss has so much weight mm-hmm. that you're like, fuck, we lost again. But then you look back and you're like, oh, we only lost twice in the last two weeks. So what am I complaining about? I mean, it's they, this is as good as I've seen a, seen a team play, frankly. They, it, they don't have any holes. Well, the mouth and the butt. <laughs> they're all dudes, so it's only the two. That's true. Uh yeah, they haven't. Um, they've been challenged with some stuff, some distractions, like Ozuna's bullshit uh, with Acuna and his knee, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they just push through and keep playing hard, man. Like this is a there. There is something to be said about like championship pedigree, which they have now. Yeah, they certainly do. They like they they believe they're going to win every game. Yeah, and they're. Uh, they are thirty six and eighteen in July and August, and five and zero so far 
in September. So they're uh, 41 and 18 in their last however many 59 games. Jesus That's Christ. That's pretty goddamn good. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have a pretty hilarious story. Uh, Doug Gottlieb has retracted this his story about Freddie Freeman's agent um, not telling Freeman about the Braves' last-minute offer. And I think this is a fun story because either way, an asshole loses. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I have no love for Freeman's uh, agent. Close. No, yeah. the guy's a clown. No love for him. But Doug Gottlieb fucking sucks. Yeah, he does. One of my least favorite, maybe my least favorite college basketball personality. Kind of just like a shitty wannabe. He, he's like halfway between wanting to be Colin Coward and Clay Travis. Like, yeah. just a huge fucking tool. I can't stand listening to him announce college basketball. I'm not a fan of his face either. It's not a good face. Not a good face. He, I think he, and he played at Oklahoma State, which I don't like. They always have annoying little white guards. Dan, who was that, their fucking really dinky-looking guard from a couple years ago? Oklahoma State. Peyton something. He just looked he, like he crawled out of a trailer park. Anyway, uh, Gottlieb essentially just tweeted like hearsay. Mm-hmm. If you remember, like he said, that Close never informed Freeman, like I said, about... Um, you know, the final Braves offer because Close wanted more money or one has got to be in L.A. or whatever. Gottlieb tweeted that. Turns out that was a complete lie. Totally fabricated. Uh, believe it or not, the guy who went to school for basketball is not a good journalist. Yeah, what it, I wonder, so his... Um, my ulti- ultimate investigation into this matter confirms the case he closed did. <laughs> That's fact, the funniest line. Your offers. ultimate investigation. Like, you mean, like, just asking the people involved? Yeah. Um, he apologized and deleted his original tweet. Is this like an allocution? Like, is he, is he, uh, Casey Close probably had his attorneys contact him like, hey, you delete this shit and apologize now or we're going to sue you for the rest of your life. Yes, that's literally what happened. And this is the allocution phase of that, which is really funny. I mean, who does Gottlieb work for? Is he just do his own show? He's Fox. Oh, so he should be fired, right? That was a pretty bad fuck up. Yeah, like how does he still have a job? Yeah, I it, that's that's pretty. It's a pretty dog shit move. Also, who? Why is he reporting on baseball? What does he know anything about Major League Baseball? I don't know why he even exists. I yeah, I don't. In the first, place. I don't understand how Fox is like get Doug Gottlieb a fucking show. Yeah, who knows? Get this man on the mic now. I it's a weird situation all around. I, I, I that story we were you know we're pretty uh, pissed off when it happened, um, and I still don't think Casey Close necessarily had Freeman's best interests in mind. Well, no, but this does kind of redirect my ire towards Freddie Freeman, who I you know he I, who he fired Close by the way. Yeah, I always thought he was. Uh, I, I always, I mean, look, he he tried to play. Everybody tries to play the fucking. Uh, uh, the sympathy card at some point, like, oh, I got duped, or notice that Freeman didn't come out and make a public statement about any of this stuff. Yeah. He could have easily said, yeah, he told me about that offer, and I turned it down because I wanted more money. Right. Because that's the truth. Right. Right? The truth is that Freddie Freeman was willing to abandon Atlanta and the Atlanta fan base to go to L.A. Mm-hmm. That's the end. Like, that's the end of the conversation now. And that's fine, but how about you grow a fucking nut? a pair of nuts and just say that out loud instead of being a bitch about it this whole time. 
and letting people think that this is what happened. Yeah. That's what Freddie Freeman did. Like, he may think, well, I don't have to say anything about that. Yeah, you do. I, you're, you're a professional it does, public figure. That's your job. It, Whether or not you're an athlete or some other form of celebrity, you're a professional public figure, and that is part of your brand. The decisions you make and why are part of your brand. Yeah. It is actually pretty... like. I don't. I still don't know about the negotiation stuff and stuff like that. But if Freeman was informed of that Bra- final Braves offer, and and he he knew that obviously, uh, and he didn't come out and immediately say no, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. When this story went fucking bananas all over Twitter, everyone was asking about it. So and on and so forth. Close. Why? I don't know why. That is an interesting question as well. This all reeks of Freddie Freeman being like immature and incompetent. To be yeah. honest. I mean, he's a goofy guy, which which I love him for, but that that comes with other, you know, character traits, I guess, as well. Sure, being a well, sweet, goofy guy, and I'm, he always struck me as naive, a little aw shucksy. I'm not terribly concerned about it because, you know, Matt Olson is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a big big Matt Olson fan. Yeah, and uh, hit a fucking bomb last night. Yes, he did, and he's. Uh, Gonna be here for a while. Yeah, I'll take it. Not too mad about it. Although I do still, I will always love Freddie. But that is a very sketchy, sketchy situation. Um, real quick, got some ads. Got to talk about my bookie, as in mybookie.com. It is the place we make all our bets. Look, it's college football season. The NFL starting this week. Uh, you can still get some great player props on the MLB if you want to do that. You can bet anything in my bookie, really, and that includes, you know, baseball, which we're talking about now. Uh, right now, if you go to mybookie.com and use the promo code Drinking Bros, you will double your first deposit up to one thousand dollars. So if you put in a thousand, they'll give you a thousand. If you just put in fifty, they'll give you 50, an extra fifty to play with. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Look, the weekends are fun. You got to make that uh, App State Texas A and M game a little more interesting. Something like that. Put some money on it. Win some money. Tell everyone how smart you are. They also have uh, casinos on there and everything. It is the best place to make sports more exciting or more interesting. Give you a little little juice. It's a good time to even lay a future on... um on the MLB playoffs, you know, I mean, like you, pretty much all the playoff teams are settled at this point. Seeding is still up in the air, but that's about it. So you could get some good odds if you think, you know, you have faith in the Yankees or, you you know, the Mets aren't going to win the division now. But you so that makes their odds a little longer. But you like that pitching so much. Lay a future on that. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Uh, go to mybookie.com today. Use the promo code drinking bros to double your first deposit. Mybookie.com. Bet anything, anytime, any. Where? If you have uh, faith in the Yankees, I recommend not doing that <laughs> because they have not played well for a very long time. They're not. They're not the team they were in May. Mm-mm. Which at that point, it, people were like, "Are they going to? Is this is this team better than the '98 Yankees?" Which yeah. no, not no, they are not. Not at all. They had a weekend series with the Rays and they scored three runs and Aaron Judge scored all three of them. So <laughs> Is it three homers? Uh no. Just one. I think it was Yeah, I think it was just one. Fuck. That that's is not, yeah. Not great. That's not ideal. Uh what is ideal though? And I I looked this up cuz I was just kind of curious. I actually wasn't even going to put this on the rundown at first, but I saw a post on Reddit that I guess the Braves have three starters in the top 10 of strikeouts in the National League. 
uh, Morton, Wright, and Strider. Um, Not surprised by Well, I'm kind of surprised by Morton, I guess. I'm surprised by Wright. I mean, Morton is a strikeout guy. Morton had the most. Really? Out of the, well, I guess he's, he's been healthy all year, so yeah. that makes sense. Uh, Wright was 10th with 150. Uh, Freed wasn't even in there, which was, mm. he's not a huge strikeout guy, no. but you would think just by, uh, Wright being on there was interesting. But anyway, so I was like, hmm, interesting. I wonder how the Braves rank in strikeouts mm-hmm. for, the, for the league, because I didn't expect that, because Wright in particular is not, doesn't seem like a big strikeout guy, and then Strider just hasn't, he strikes out a million people, but he's only been a, he hasn't been a starter all year. So right. I was like, okay, let's, let's take a look. Turns out we knew the Braves pitching was good. I, I certainly knew they were good. Uh, this Braves pitching staff is absolutely positively made for the playoffs. I'm going to run down some stats for you. And uh, if you get an erection, you don't have to apologize. I already have one. It's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the Braves pitching staff, this is starters and relievers combined. So the whole staff leads Major League Baseball in K per nine uh, at 9.65. So they're striking out. If you round up 10 batters a game. I mean, that's like the entire team hitting 280, right? Comparatively. Yeah. Because nine, nine and a half plus Ks per nine inning, that's in the, the upper like 5% probably of Major League Baseball. That's first. No, I'm saying like, oh. for an individual. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty high. Uh, Brave starters also lead the majors in a, with a K per nine of 9.3 or 9.33. Wright, Morton, and Strider, like I said, all in the National League's top 10 strikeout leaders. Braves relievers also lead the league in Ks per nine with 10.18. So there's 11 dudes in all of Major League Baseball with a K per nine of nine and a half or higher. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like 11 pitchers out of all the pitchers in baseball. So that's one pitching staff worth. So that's one thirtieth of of the pitchers in, in Major League Baseball, not including all the people that have come up and gone down so far this year. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. What that means is we have a bunch of fucking rally killers on the team, mm-hmm. right? We have a bunch of guys who, when you need a strikeout, they can get a goddamn strikeout. Now, sometimes high strikeout rate is part of the three true outcomes, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. You give, give up strikeouts, but you, or you strike people out, but maybe you give up hard hit balls, something like that. Uh, the Braves, it turns out, are second in the major leagues in homers allowed per nine at point eight three. It's a good combination. Yeah. Right? Like usually when you see a high strikeout rate, you it, it is accompanied by a high home run rate. That's typical. Yeah, especially if there's power involved, right? You're gonna make they're gonna make harder contact, they're gonna they're gonna be just squaring the ball yeah. up. Or missing completely. The or, or you have like a crazy breaking pitch and every now and again you hang it. You like a I mean? Brad Lidge slider yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Braves uh, starters are third in the majors with a .92 homer per nine. And Braves relievers are sixth in the majors with uh, .85 homer per nine. So two top six units there. So they're striking everyone out. They're not giving up home runs. Now I will say the one weakness they're in the middle of the league in uh walks per nine the starters are unfortunately actually in the bottom third of the league they're 21st well that's mostly ian anderson to be honest he was walking like five dudes a game yeah when he was starting yeah uh and he's not he's probably not going to be pitching in the play i don't know why he would be pitching in the playoffs this year uh which is a bummer because i like him but 
it is what it is. Uh, so they were, they're offering up three walks per nine. The starters are for the year. And the bullpen, however, they are six in the major leagues in walks per nine. So they're a lot higher. I forgot to write down the number. I'm a but lot more concerned about that. Bullpen walks. Than starter walks, yeah. I am too. And they also lead the league in uh, XFIP, and they're second in FIP. So, I mean, you know, considering how good that goddamn defense is, the fact that they're, you know, their starters are third in XFIP and then eighth overall for the team. And then you have, you know, left field is a bit of a black hole, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, I don't think a, I don't think Ozuna should even make the postseason roster. I, I don't keep know. him around for a pinch hitter, probably. I would rather have Contreras or Grissom out there, to be honest. Even if they're not like, there's well, no Grossman's they, fine out yeah, there. Grossman's fine, but he can't hit. I mean, it, it, it. There's no way Grissom could be worse than Ozuna, right? In left Honestly, field, yes. it doesn't make it. Yeah, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, I mean, yeah. we put Austin Riley out there in 2019. Yeah, and he's certainly. Ozuna's equal in left field. Yeah, which is not great. Yeah. I mean, but like, so XFIP, uh, expected fielding independent pitching, by the way, they're like two points lower on that than their actual ERA, which means they're not even pitching as well as the, the computers think they should be. Well, I mean, it's, they have so much, especially the first, like, if you remember the first 20 games of the year, it was all... Broken bat singles over and fucking. Oh, over we can exit velo to death. We've had a couple of runs like that. Th- those games, before we went on that streak, those games, I think it was against Arizona, we got fucking. Yep. Just bunted to death. Not really bunting, but like broken bats, dribblers through the middle and shit like that. And, you know, it just it's going to happen sometimes, just the way it is. You hope it doesn't happen in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. You hope you don't have another Yachty you know, or Molina softy over. That's the thing, though. You need a little bit of luck. Um, in any, like, you need good health. You need fucking a couple of balls to bounce your way and shit, a couple of calls to go your way to win. A, it's hard to win a fucking title. You are, yeah, you're absolutely not going to win a World Series title without being in the black as far as luck is concerned. Yeah, for like, sure. you're, you're not going to win it with bad luck. Uh, so everybody needs a little, a little help every now and then. Uh, Braves relievers are also seventh in WHIP. I mean, what fucking more do you want out of this staff? I mean, this is a, just a brilliantly constructed staff. Yeah, especially considering um, some of the tumult we've had in the rotation. Right, uh, the first April and May were not great for the rotation. No, Charlie Morton sucked. Ian Anderson, who's not even on the team anymore, sucked. Um, and you had like guys like Bryce Elder popping up, and yeah. uh, who's the other one who had a Kyle step? Muller? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, Strider didn't hit the rotation till what June? I think so. Yeah. It's but now, I mean, it's just gas. And by the way, this most of these bullpen stats don't even include. Uh, I mean, most of them are like most of those numbers were accumulated when Will Smith was in the bullpen yeah, and Raziel Iglesias was not. Yeah, and our, it's much better now. The flip side of that is uh, Kenley Jansen. Last night he looked great, which is interesting because everybody else looked like shit. <laughs> no, right? It's like, what the fuck, dude? He does what you don't expect uh, him but to. But for him, it's a release point issue. He's not a natural pitcher. He hasn't been doing this his whole life, and he throws multiple. He, he throws two different types of cutters and a running fastball and a curveball. Mm-hmm. Right? 
It has a interesting release and yeah. and wind up that kind but of. But you fucks know what? Me. He wasn't doing last night. I noticed he wasn't nearly as exaggerated with all of his bullshit as he typically is. I hate his wind up so fucking I mean, it, much. It wasn't. He didn't spend as much time that the the, the uh, hip jerk or whatever the fuck it is that he does. It wasn't as deliberate and exaggerated. And then even the glove up in the air. And the ball down wasn't as exaggerated, so maybe he's more relaxed. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened, but last night he looked good. We'll see how that goes, but he has not looked good so far in the second half of the season. The second half numbers are goddamn abysmal. He has a 4.02 ERA, which is bad, uh, but what really blows my fucking mind, 6.32 walks per nine. Yeah. And he pitches one inning... For games, so that's like he's walking somebody almost every time he goes out there. Literally, for a for a closer, you can't you can't do that. And he, by the way, doesn't uh, he do, he still doesn't give up a lot of hits. And when he does, he I I did notice in I think against the blown save on uh, the Cardinals, definitely the blown save the other night. He had some softies mm-hmm. right that got through, beat the shift, whatever. That's going to happen, sure. But the walks. The hit batsman. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, a one point five three whip is. You can't have that on your closer. You get you have that on the guy you put in when you're up or down ten runs. Well, it's like you know, he's got a one fifty three whip as a closer. So, if you add to that his delivery, if you're anywhere, if if anybody in the first one or two hitters before he has two outs is a speed threat, Mm -hmm. a hit or a walk is a double. Yep. Right. And then the other half, the other 0.53 in whip uh, is going to be a hit and that's a run. Yep. And if you give up a run every other game, when you're a one inning pitcher, that's a 450 ERA. Yeah. Untenable. Can't be, it cannot be like that. you know, his, it looks like based on the FIP and XFIP, his, the defense has actually been bailing him out a little bit. Right. He should be much worse according to the XFIP. Like, his ERA is 4, his XFIP is 5.5, so he should be a run and a half worse. I didn't realize that he had, uh, I think he's now 32 for 38 in saves. Yeah. Something like that. He had, a br- he had a brilliant first half. Yeah. Uh, whip under one, all kinds of shit. I mean, he was, I think he blew his first save of the season and then was more or less untouchable. The Mets are now at 5-0. Uh, I ex- they're definitely going to win both of these games because Degrom is pitching unless Degrom gets hurt. Right. Yeah. Like he's there's I, matter of fact, if you want to go to well, it's too the show will air too late, but uh, you know, let, just know that I went to my bookie and bet Degrom's strikeout over whatever it is. I don't even <laughs> care what it is. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he's had a he's had a rough time lately. You know. I'm not terribly concerned with that, to be honest, because you don't have any you don't have any concerns about uh, Jansen. You, I mean, I guess better to slump now than in October. That's part of it. Yeah, slump now. And it, t- last night he seemed extremely relaxed and looked really good. Like right. he, he was very sharp last night. And you know so what? Maybe he turned it around. But to be honest, having Iglesias on the team, I don't really give a shit if if Jansen even makes the postseason roster. To be honest, I mean, right. it's one less arm, uh, and I would feel a lot more comfortable with him there, especially if Kirby Smart doesn't start actually pitching like he used to, but, you know, it's not that huge of a deal. Um, I will say that one nice thing about him doing well last night and looking relaxed last night is, uh, I know it was only the A's, but it was a one-run game. 
and they knew the Mets had lost. Yeah. So there is pressure there. May, I mean, you know, it's like that for some of these dudes. Some of these guys can't operate unless everything is on the line. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that. Now we there's some more stuff going on here we're, we're in a playoff hunt so we're gonna we got to play the best players we don't have the opportunity yet to start resting resting anybody or sorting out lineup stuff or trying people in new positions or whatever maybe i don't know but <clears throat> there's a couple of things i wanted to touch on one i th- i assume uh i assumed rather earlier in the season that Harris would win Rookie of the Year, but I'm not so sure it's not going to be Strider. They're um, tied dead even in war. Yeah. But the, here's... Harris has played a little over half a season. Uh, he's played like about 90 games now, I think. Here are his... Extrapolated over 162-game ga- season. The, these are... These are his numbers. Uh, he's hitting 309. Actually, after last night, I think he's hitting 310. 109 runs, 42 doubles, 28 home run, 92 RBI, and 29 steals. 74% of his bats have been in the nine hole so far. <laughs> and that's what he's done with that. Plus, he's played elite defense. So, almost took a home run last night. Yeah. Which would have been one of the best catches I've yeah, ever that seen. Was, uh, he, it was uh, pretty impressive. Now, Strider is. Just, he's equally as impressive. I mean, if you if you run his numbers over the course of a, um, it, it's harder to gauge because he started out as a reliever. He's had eighteen. So if you just took his starting numbers, he's had I think eighteen starts. Uh, seventeen tonight's eighteen. Okay, Today, okay. There's eighteen. Yeah. So he's at seventeen. So that's literally that's about half a season. Yeah. So he's uh, if if you run him over the course of a full season, it's like eighteen and eight. With uh, 350 strikeouts and 230 <laughs> innings, you know what I mean. So I, I don't. I honestly don't know how you decide between those two guys. Um, I, honestly, for, like it's like, it's this is gonna sound a little hippy dippy participation trophy, but like just. Let them split it. Yeah, I mean that might be that would be interesting for the Braves as an organization to be like, yeah, we're we definitely have the two best, yeah, fucking players in under twenty one. Actually, we have the three best players. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess Strider's not under twenty one; he's like twenty three. Yeah, uh, it's Grissom and Harris. There's one other dude under who's twenty one or under on another team. I can't remember. Uh, it's Julio Rodriguez. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's pretty? Dope. He, he is very good. Yeah. So um, Grissom is now through. 25 games, 100 at-bats, so about a fifth of a season, mm-hmm. right? Um, he's hitting 337. I think he, what, he had three or four hits last night? He had four last night. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, he's hitting 337. Um, he's played in 25 games. He's had a hit in all of them but six. So it's, he, he's not like... It's not like he goes four for four and then zero oh for four. Right, he gets a hit in every fucking game, unless he starts to slump. I don't see how you can sit him. But Contreras over the last thirty days is hitting three hundred with like six home runs. Darno over the last thirty days is hitting three oh eight with four home runs. 
They've they've by the way they have thirty four home runs out of those two guys. Yeah. Um. I Darno by the way has to have his bat in the lineup every day. Yeah. Like that is because he, he's one of the dudes that's he, like he gets hot this time of year especially. Yeah. Oh, he's like cl- we we missed him last year when he was hurt down the stretch a little bit, but by the time he came back, like instrumental. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's that is he is arguably you can make a case for Dansby or Riley. But but Darno would be in the conversation too for the smartest bat in the lineup. Yeah, he. I mean, I don't know Riley. Well, Riley is just more physically talented, I guess. So for sure, maybe that doesn't count. But, but I mean, yeah. don't you like always that, like that? La- in his last at bat last night, I don't know if you were watching it. Um, the dude throws. I don't. I don't remember who the pitcher was, but he throws a slider low and away, off the plate. Oh, uh, it's it's one and one and oh. There's a runner on third, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. So then he throws a fastball in, and off the plate, 2-0. and You got the hitter. I don't think he meant to miss with both pitches. He was definitely trying to hit that inside. He was definitely, he meant to throw a ball on the first pitch, trying to get Riley to chase. Yeah. Threw the fastball inside. It was a running fastball. Wanted to get it on his hand so he would, you know, weak contact on the infield, preferably so the run doesn't score. Um. And then your next pitch, obviously, is some kind of off-speed or breaking pitch slightly up in the zone, so it interrupts his timing, but it's also up, so he pops it up on the infield and the run doesn't score. It's a smart way to pitch. Riley crushed it because he was looking for it because he's fucking smart. Right. You know what I mean? Happened to be a line drive to the right fielder, right? He didn't get under it enough, but scored the run. He did his job there. It's hard to argue with that. Darno does the same thing, though. You can see him on... I mean, he's a catcher. They, that's why catchers typically make the best managers. Mm-hmm. Like LaRusso was a catcher. Joe Torre was a catcher. Bobby Cox was a catcher. I don't know if I need to say anymore. Right, right, Because right, those right. are the three best managers in history. Um, actually, Joe Torre is a third baseman. No, he's a catcher. Didn't he go to third base later in his career? Probably. Or I think it was Jim Fergosa. Maybe it's Fergosa that did that. I'm, I'm sure Torre saw time elsewhere, but he was, he was yeah. primarily... He won his MVP as a catcher. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah, was it 72 with the Cardinals or something? Something like that, yeah. Uh, anyways... Um, Darno does the same thing. He's a catcher. He's a smart guy. You see him when a guy tries to pitch him in reverse. He's just, you throw him a fucking breaking pitch out of the plate and he just, it's like he was looking for it the whole time. Or like, I don't think, I think that Riley is talented enough to not get the pitch he expected and still hit it hard. Yeah. Darno, I think, relies a lot more on his brain. So yeah. maybe he is in that way smarter. But I mean, it's in just in terms of like if you need, if it's a situational thing, right? You need like, you just need a, a slap the other way to walk it off or mm-hmm. something like that. You probably want Riley, Dan, Dansby, or Darno up there. Yeah. Well, I mean, now we've got a bit of a, it's a problem that's, I suppose, good to have. Um, we got to figure out what's going to happen in left field. I, I, Rosario is not hitting enough to be out there. No. Grossman is not hitting enough. If it's against a left-handed pitcher, I, would li- I wouldn't mind seeing Grossman out there. But, well, and that's the only reason we got him. Yeah. But is Grossman better out there against a left-handed pitcher than Vaughn Grissom will be if Ozzy Albies is at second base? Right. Or if Ozzy Albies is at DH, is he better hitting left-handers than William Contreras? The answer is obviously no to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's going to be a problem here pretty soon because Ozzy's probably going to be back end of next week. Yeah. He's been taking at bats at Gwinnett since uh, Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Went 
I think it was over three in his first game, or maybe it was Friday, over three Friday, Saturday he was two for three. I don't remember the rest, but <clears throat> he's getting close to being back. Now you've got a ton of options, and I guess you just have the opportunity at that point to go with whomever the hot bat is, but I, in, in no way do I think it's a good idea to remove Vaughn Grissom from the lineup. And I don't think you can remove William Contreras from the lineup either. You can't. So one of those dudes has to go to left field. It's right. not going to be Ozzy. And I, no. I would be a lot more comfortable letting Ozzy DH. Yeah, because Contreras... Well, first off, Contreras is a fucking catcher. Yep. And, yeah, you don't want to do that. I, it Really, it does need to be Grissom and left, more or less. Probably, and yeah. you're right that he can't... Grossman is a fine fielder. He's mm-hmm. totally mediocre. He's not as good as, like, Duvall was. You know what I mean? Right. But he's fine. Ozuna's fucking terrible. He's yeah. He's he's a you. I I keep Ozuna for a pinch hitter against left-handed. Yeah, at the most, yeah. if not, just cut him entirely and get him off the team. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a uh, lot of options there, and it's going to be an interesting rest of the uh, season to see how all these things line up. Colin McHugh. You know, in the bullpen had a, a couple of bad outings, but he's come back and pitched nicely. Uh, Tyler Matzik had a stretch in the middle of the season where he didn't look too great. He's back on it now. A.J. Menner has only had, like, two bad games all season. Yeah, one against the Cardinals recely that was really bizarre. But, I mean, you know, you're going to ta- get tagged sometimes. Yeah, if nobody, I mean, if you were perfect every single time out, I would be highly suspicious. Right. Um, you almost want someone who's blown a save. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like... Wasn't Hater perfect last year before Freddie took him deep? Yep. Um, I think that was the only home run he gave up in the last two seasons against a left-hander, yep. as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, it was like 70 appearances in a row without a home run against a left Yeah, and that just means it's you're just waiting for the worst possible time yeah. for it to happen. And I know we've already talked about the rotation a little bit, but Max Fried has been pitching extremely well. Charlie Morton is on it. Oh, man. Spencer Strider, only, he's only, out of all of his starts, he's had like, one and a half bad ones. One of them he got kind of dinked around a little bit by the Mets. Yeah, but yeah. but he had one other bad start. I think it was against the Rockies or some. Yeah, shit it was like some that. dumb game. But uh, Kyle Wright got the thing that kind of bothered me about last night was in the fifth inning he was nowhere close to the plate, and he's had trouble. That was bad. He's had trouble in the past where. He gets into trouble and just completely loses his stuff. Yeah. But last night was a softball game. So I'm hopefully, you know, Kranitz is just like, hey, we don't give a fuck about yeah. that shit that happened last night. You that got 17 like, wins. Yeah. You're yeah. pitching brilliantly. Yeah. Don't but worry. Speaking of this embarrassment of fucking riches we have, and literally every, except for left field, which we actually have pretty good goddamn options for, we just haven't figured it out yet. Right. Uh, there are no holes on this team, and now Mike Soroka just threw four scoreless innings, not at Rome, at Gwinnett, against AAA batters. Right. And it would have been more scoreless innings. I think he gave it one hit, no runs through four, but it was a four-hour rain delay. They didn't bring it back after. So he's going to pitch again. Uh, that was on Friday or Saturday. He's going to pitch again later in this week, and I expect him to be in the majors yeah. after that. So we've got, like, five all-star quality starters We'll we'll see how Soroka comes back and what what shape he's in and stuff like that. But Freed, perennial All Star, Soroka All Star, Spencer Strider All Star, Kyle Wright All Star. 
Like you have, and, and Morton is pitching the best he's pitched in years yeah. right now. And he's Charlie fucking Morton. Like, what the fuck? It's unbelievable. I've never, I have never rooted for a team in any sport that is currently as deep and young. Well, look at this. So before last night, which I, I just chalked that up to being... It's the, weird ball, the ball was flying no matter who was throwing it, except for Kenley Jansen. Right, of all people, thing. right. Uh, but before last night, right in his last four starts, was 4-0 and with a 1.04 ERA. Right. Um, Max Fried in his last four starts, 3-1 and with a 180 ERA. Uh, Charlie Morton, 2-0 and with a 368 ERA in his last five games, and 41 Ks in 29.1 innings. And then, of course, Strider in his last five starts, 3-1 and with a 228 ERA and 41 Ks in 27 innings. That's four, and now you're adding a guy whose career ERA is 260. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? Just absolutely, uh, man, it's fucking. I don't know that I've ever seen a top-to-bottom rotation like this before. I haven't. Not top to bottom like Especially that. Especially it's like uh you had Glavin Maddox Smoltz back in the day. I would say the the best rotation Atlanta had during that run was probably ninety seven mm-hmm. when it was Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, and then uh, Denny Nagel was really brilliant that year. Yeah. But even like the fifth starter would be whomever. Oh you know who it was for a little bit? Uh, Jason Schmidt. Mm, yes, yeah, Schmidt was good. Yeah, but not not he didn't really get good until they all left. To be honest, they and had a, we had shipped him to San Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, but then he he got really good in San Francisco. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never ha- having five legit starters like that, and then you have Oda Rizzi. So Oda Rizzi and and Morton specifically, as we've mentioned before on this show, have extensive experience being the second starter basically right. in a game or, or the first guy out of the bullpen for long relief in the playoffs specifically mm-hmm. uh, on the same team, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going to have, by the end of September, we're going to have four all-star starters and two, you know, guys with a lot of playoff experience for long relief. Like I just don't, without some bad luck, or people go like slumping terribly. I don't see how this team gets beaten in a in a in a series. Right. That, I mean, when's the last time? How many series have they lost since June? It can't be many because they've only lost like eighteen games. Uh, they lost a series to the Dodgers, lost a series to the Cardinals, lost two series to the Mets. Mm-hmm. So that might be it. Well, we'll see. You know, the best laid plans of mice and men. Right. Um, I mean, you know. October's fucked up. We were Braves fans, so we've obviously seen many a what we thought was a brilliant team fucking lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't last year, and I and they're even better this year. Yeah, I can't, I'm trying to think of a team that won and then got better and came back and lost. I don't know that that's not sure. I've seen that. The only time I remember seeing it is with the Warriors, but they all got injured. Yeah, like their two of their main guys got injured. Uh, I think those 2019 Astros were pretty fucking good. That was two years later, though. Um, well, they maybe shouldn't have won in 2017. True, to be honest. Yeah, it's Hard been a minute, say. man. It's it really like you had like a weird situation where I can't imagine that the 2011 like Giants were worse than the 2010 Giants. It was the same team, right? But I that, think- actually, this is. 
the Braves are in a really similar position to that Giants dynasty yeah. where that 2010 team won when the vast majority of them were really young. Yeah. The 20 uh the 2012 one I think was the most impressive. Yeah. Or the best team, maybe not the most impressive win, but the best team for sure. And then the um what was it, 14? Yeah, where they beat the Royals. Yeah, that one was that was well that was just Bumgarner. Bumgarner and Brandon Belt had a big series, I think, yeah. when he took over for Homeboy. Uh, what was the other guy's name? We've had we've had him on the show a bunch of times. God damn it! Hold on. Swisher? No. no. First baseman. Um. Blah, 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 blah. Swish plays first. Well, yeah, he did, but I don't. Uh, I don't. Aubrey Huff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Aubrey Huff fucking destroyed in in ten and twelve, I believe, and then he. I think he was gone. Actually, maybe it was. Maybe it was 12 that Belt took over for him halfway through the season. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that's right. Belt's been there a minute. Yeah. But yeah, it's... And I mean, this is... I would like... I mean, obviously, you want to win the championship every year. But it is kind of weird, like... There's... I don't... I still feel restless because now I feel almost like the Chiefs... Like a Chiefs fan probably felt when they won their first Super Bowl. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, like... Let's we have a chance at a dynasty. Let's fucking make it a dynasty. We have all the pieces right fucking here. Well, the good news is, um, you don't see these guys. Well, one, you've got an injection of fresh young talent: mm-hmm. Strider, Harris, and fucking uh, uh, Bond Grissom. And you've got a guy, Jansen, who's I don't know how he feels about his tenure in in L.A., but. That one COVID ring they got, yeah. Out of the many opportunities they had to win <laughs> rings, I think he's probably pretty hungry for it as well. Yeah, and uh, you know there are some guys back who weren't available last year, like Ronald Acuna and Ozuna. Yep. Not that I give a fuck about Ozuna, but you know there's a lot of <clears throat> there are a lot of people on this team that didn't get to be part of it last year that are hungry to oh, yeah. win. So I think that's probably the difference. You yeah. Know I mean? And honestly, if Soroka comes back. Yeah. Same with him. Yeah. It's another one. Yep. Soroka. I mean, yeah. And I mean, well, I guess Wright pitched in last year's world series. So he doesn't technically count because he, he was a big part of winning that world yeah. series last year. Uh, in particular, in particular, the world series. I don't He may have seen the mound in the NLCS. I don't remember, but he, for all intents and purposes, started that world series game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, you're right. I. It's so. Let's do it, man. Let's make a fucking dynasty. And by the way, I just want to say that now the Braves are back in first place, although that won't be true in a couple hours. Uh. Fun fact. I don't know if I've said it on the show before. I'm sure you probably know because you're a Braves fan. The Atlanta Braves have won the NL East more than all the other NL East teams combined since '95. Since this current iteration, and I actually think they have more NL East titles than any team that's ever played in what is called the NL East. Mm. Yeah, I would imagine so. I don't know who the, well, the Reds were in the East, right? So they may have won a bunch in the 70s and 80s. Uh, no, it was, it was. Or were they in the West? Oh, here we go. Yeah, no, most, most titles of the National League East, which was founded in 1969, is the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves did not start playing in the National League East until 1995. Mm-hmm. Who's second? Uh, I think 
It's probably it might be the uh, the Phillies or the Cardinals. Phillies. Phillies have eleven. Yeah. Braves have sixteen. I oh, know the Cardinals only. Yeah, no, the Cardinals were an Eastern team, but they only have three. Yeah, so it's the Phillies. Hawk. Not bad. Yeah, not too fucking bad. Uh, that's all I got for today. Yeah, let's get out of here.